the thing about the bishop's appeal, right, is there's always needs. I mean, that's, that's evident. And, and as Bishop kind of highlighted in there, like part of our responsibility is to preach the gospel, to let others know who Jesus is. And I think the thing that stood out to me most this year, something always stands out to me, but what stood out to me most this year was not so much the, the quantity uh, of, the, of the money needed but, or how it's broken down, but actually the, the amount of schools we have in our diocese. Like that, I, there's roughly 89 parishes, 87 parishes, something like that. Um, 43 Catholic schools, four high schools in that. 39 grade schools. And we have one of them, right? Like, that's pretty awesome. So, like, out of half of the parishes, or out of all the parishes, half of them have a school. Half of them are able to um, provide Catholic education to young people. And if you didn't know this, particularly at St. Bernard, the majority of our students are not Catholic, right? So they're being um, given the opportunity to learn about God, to learn about Jesus, to evangelize these families even, to hopefully bring them to the Lord, bring them into relationship. Clearly, there are benefits the appeal has, has brought to our diocese and to the parishes. Um, the priests, right? So I've been a huge benefit of the appeal. Allowed me to, to be educated, to become a priest, to serve uh, in the diocese, which is a huge gift. Um, the tribunal is also a really important one, I think, to, to emphasize because I don't know, again, I'm a young Catholic, right? I've been Catholic for 13 years. Uh, so my, my experiential history of the church is different from a lot of people. And, and I think people's uh, understanding on things like annulments, you know, divorce in the church and all these things uh, can be kind of confusing, but um, no, one has, no, one can, no one has to put money towards seeking out the validity of their marriage, whether they're seeking after an annulment or, or what have you. Like, there's no money put towards that by individuals. Like, so people say, oh, I have to pay for my annulment. No, that's, that's not an accurate statement. The tribunal is covered, like they're, they're covered by this. The fact that we have these 13 ministries um, is very fascinating. So in the pews, you'll have the little cards, and you'll probably get something in the mail uh, that you can also fill out. Um, I think it is our duty, our responsibility to, to provide for this need, our, our particular need from the parish, so the parish was asked by the diocese they figure out the quantity uh, is just slightly north of 28,000. So it's 28,530 something. Um, so then I decided to do some numbers, some math numbers. Uh, okay, if I give $10 a week to the appeal for the whole year, 52 weeks a year, $520. Awesome. If 100 individuals did that or 100 families did that, that's, what is, 52,000. That's twice the goal. So if, if 50 families, 50 individuals do that, or you do $5 a week, whatever, right? Like, what, what that means to say is our goal is not unreachable. So that's, that's encouraging for one. But two, and maybe this, again, is, is known or not known, but anything put towards the bishop's appeal that is over the goal comes right back to us. So it's, it's like we're giving to our parish. And in particular, the focus that I, I would like to put the appeal over goal towards is the beautification 
of our church, right? It's your money. It's your parish. We should beautify more things in here. So, again, I, I don't know. Hopefully no one's super attached to this green carpet. <laughs> if you are, I, I'm su- I, I'll have a conversation with you about it, but I really hope like, no one's like, I can't. I love the green carpet. I would like to change the green carpet, make it go away forever. Um, so, so that's it. Like, that's, that's one of the ideas. Um, we have some hopefully big dreams coming up in the next few years with we've acquired some properties. We want to expand our empire here in Wabash, you know, right? So maybe we can put some things towards that. But at the end of the day, it's right and just that we support our church. It's that simple. Taking the appeal, taking the video, taking the gospel, I actually want to highlight three words that kind of um, rose to the surface. And the three words are this. Gratitude, justice, and envy. When we hear this gospel today, I don't, I don't think, I actually asked the bishop this when we got to see him on Wednesday. The young priest got to see him. He, uh, he leaves today? No. He leaves on Monday or Tuesday. He was one of the five elected by the, the USCCB to go and do the whole synod on synodality thing. Whether you know what that's about or not, don't worry about it. He's going to be gone for a while. Anyway, I said, Bishop, did you plan this gospel for the Bishop's Appeal Week? He said, no. Like, well, Holy Spirit did, so. What's fascinating about this gospel are a few different aspects. The one aspect is this, uh, the landowner. So not only does he go out, find laborers, and then offer a just wage, right? Not just a daily wage, but like a just wage, something that is due to them, hence justice, what is due to another. But the crazy thing is he keeps going out. Who knows if he got all the, all the people he needed the first time? It doesn't specify that. But he keeps going out. He keeps finding more people, 9, 12, 3, 5. Like the last hour of the workday. And he never tells them like what he's going to pay them. He just says, oh, work in, my, work in my vineyard. I'll take you. So like, there's something about that landowner that he kept going out to find more people. It's also kind of curious to even think about why were they not picked earlier? Were they, like, because he, he probably went to other places in the town. One, one thought, just an idea, was that maybe the people who were picked later were less desirable people. Maybe they were people with, with handicaps or, or ailments, things that made them less desirable as workers. And yet this landowner says, no, you come work for me, I'll work it out. So that's the one thing, like that justice, what is due? Um, I like that element a lot. The next kind of big piece to look at is, is the payment itself, right? So the fact is, like, that person who worked the hour, they had no idea what they were saying yes to. They just knew, like, I finally got some, some work. And I bet at some point in our lives, we've probably all had some experience of being anxious or nervous about making ends meet. Finances are always an uncomfortable thing. Money's kind of a necessary evil in the world. Um, but we've probably all at one point just been worried about getting enough to get by. And so that person who got hired at the end of the day, like they go, they get paid, and they get way more than they anticipated, right? There's this sense of gratitude now, like, whoa, thank you. I didn't deserve this, but thank you for giving me that, that, that gratitude that's being poured out. 
Now, unfortunately, the ones that worked all day, they look at it, and instead of having gratitude for their fellow man, gratitude for the fact that this landowner is is generous with what he has, um, they look at it and they have this sense of envy. And in talking again with Bishop on Wednesday, we were, it was actually fun. We, were, we got done and we were at tables having dinner and we were talking about this coming gospel. So we got some like cool homiletic ideas. But there's a word that was used at the table. It says envy is one of the most despicable sins we can commit. I was like, whoa, that's an interesting word, despicable. Why? Because envy goes against our reason. It, it says, it's, not, it's, it's different from jealousy. Jealousy is like, oh man, you look so good in those shoes. Like, I want those shoes. Man, that's really cool. I could be jealous of his shoes. I'm not really jealous of his shoes, but you get the point. I wear black shoes all the time anyway, so. But envy is like, you don't deserve those shoes. You're not even deserving of having those shoes. How dare you even have shoes on, right? Envy is like this despicable sin that's like, you're not worthy of something. So when we become envious of another, like what they've been given, it actually creates the greatest um, separation of our reason. It fights against the element of gratitude, um, and it fights against the element of justice. And so, again, when it comes to the stuff we have, yeah, well, there's so much gratitude we can give. You know, I, I kind of mentioned in the bulletin column, like, I'm so thankful that I was able to go on vacation last week. Like, there's a deep sense of gratitude I have for all of you because you had to sacrifice not having a daily mass. But, like, you had to sacrifice something. Maybe you're like, thanks be to God you were away. We got followed Polycarp. Who knows, right? <laughs> but, like, there's gratitude that we must express. And, and that gratitude comes from the virtue of justice. What is due, you know? What's due to any single one of us is in the eyes of God, at the very minimum, at the very minimum, is just the fact that we get to live and breathe. Like, we should have gratitude for that alone. But then when we start looking at it and we see what others have or don't have, or we think we're due something more, and that, 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 that sense of envy starts to kind of poke its little, little stinky head in there. We have to be really cautious about that. So again, the appeal, it's going to serve people most of us will never get to know. But that's what's just. That's what's due. Because as a church, we're called to serve those in need. That's our responsibility. That's the gift of gratitude that we've received. We get to pour back out. And so we should fight against that sense of envy of like, you don't deserve this. It's, you're not worthy of this. Actually, Everyone is worthy of something because everyone is a child of God. Everyone's a son and daughter, regardless of how athletic we are, how smart we are, how good-looking we are, or how we're not like those things. Because those things don't actually matter in the final judgment of God. What matters is the righteousness, the virtues, the holiness we strove for that was due to him and to others. So yeah, just think that, again, think of these three words, right? Like gratitude, what we've been given, justice, what is due, and then envy, like 
that's this despicable sin that can actually create division and repulsion um, of what others have received that is good and due to them. The ask is, is simple, like prayerfully discern what the Lord is, is inviting you to, to, to give to support to this, to support the church, to support everything. But, but more than the money, right, and this is going to be something we continue to hit on here later at St. Bernard's, more than money is ourselves. What can we as ourselves give back to the Lord in our time, in our talents, whatever that may look like? And so the, the final kind of thing about this I like is, again, back to the landowner. The landowner is the boss. He's in charge. It's his rules. <laughs> he can do what he wants. The landowner is meant to be God. It's God's rules. It's not our rules. So if God wants to be gracious, then we should be thankful for that regardless of who receives it. If God wants to give from his surplus because he is God, thanks be, like, that's a good thing, that's justice. But we never want to turn to envy. We never want to turn into that, that self-despicable like, repulsiveness that, that loses what he's done.